Amen. <laughs> Good morning, y'all. Good to see y'all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, brother. What's up? <laughs> you know, uh, whoa. You notice you had a hand out here, do not fear. Uh, you're looking to see both sides of this thing. Wow. On the one side, you'll notice the top, it says summary of the kingdom of God. That is uh, the summary of, the, of seven of the messages that we have done. So you've got it uh, on one sheet that's a sort of basic summary of, of some of them. There. And uh, so anyway, as we're going on with this, let's pray real quick, y'all. Lord, I just thank you for the privilege of being here and thank you for uh, just being able to hang out with brothers and sisters and where we can just get in your word and just search out truths about who you are. Lord, we thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Revelation. We need revelation, right? Well, you know, you heard the phrase, big things come in small packages. You know, and I will use a basic illustration that I've used before, like E equals MC squared seems like a small equation, but it manifests out into something very big and very powerful. Yeah, most of you all recognize it as, I guess, being the basic uh, equation with the theory of relativity and also led, had something to do with, did it have something to do with the, the atomic bomb, Einstein's theory on that? And so anyway, but, but when we start talking about the kingdom of God, ooh, somebody, uh, did we, the PowerPoint person get raptured, Amy get raptured? Are you right? So anyway, so like we do have PowerPoint with this. So, uh, but when we think about one phrase, small, but is very big. This phrase here, your kingdom come. Most of you recognize this coming from the Lord's, the quote, the term that get the Lord's prayer. You know, our Father who art heart in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. I'll be honest with you all, I didn't really know the fullness of this when we started this series uh, a number of months ago, or last summer, when the Lord said, you're supposed to preach on the kingdom of God, I did not totally understand this. Probably like when, uh, in World War II, when they came to call to develop a, an atomic weapon, they probably did not understand all that they were getting into until they started researching, searching out. Well, when I started searching out the kingdom of God, I realized, you know, I've been a believer for... Uh, 30-some years, for almost 40, I guess 40-some years. Wow, we 40 years, 41 years now. I've been dealing Jesus uh, 30, how many years we've been married, babe? 37? Going on 37 years. And uh, so I'm going, you know, and I did not realize in the depth and the importance and the significance of the kingdom of God. And in these years that God has given Paul and I have been hanging out and we've been dealing Jesus. You know, I've had the privilege of see things happen, both individually and corporately. I've seen individuals transformed. And I really didn't know what it was. I just said Jesus. But I realized it wasn't just Jesus. It was the manifestation of thy kingdom come. Like I think about the time that a, a friend of mine who now is a real good friend of mine, then he was a guy who just was going to church. He was the one who would sit in the back of the church and people didn't know that he spoke. Really. They thought he, when the church had started, you know, he slid and sat on the back row. 
And then when it ended, he slid out. And then when, one night, uh, we went off to this conference, and the kingdom of God came on this guy. I mean, he was radically messed up. That's the only way I know how to describe it. Got baptized in the Holy Spirit. His whole world changed and transformed. I remember, you know, he goes home, and, and uh, you know, he, he, it's 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning by the time he gets home that night from the conference. He goes in the door. And yells out loud into, you know, into his family. He's asleep. His wife and his daughter, get up, get up, get up, get up. I got to talk to you. And what is he talking about? The manifestation of the kingdom of God in his life and touched his life. You know, Paul and I have had the opportunity to see uh, churches transformed, communities transformed. Uh, when ni- in uh, 1980-something, um, is Tony here? Tony here? Tony, uh, when Tony was a, uh, what, junior in high school or senior in high school? I can't remember. Didn't know Jesus, just experienced the uh, death of her father. But in that period of time, we saw the kingdom of God come. I didn't know really all it was back then. The kingdom of God come in a small town called Okeechobee, and particularly focused on Okeechobee High School, where just about well, really, literally, every kid in that high school came to the awareness that Jesus is Lord. And the question is, were they going to accept him or not? I remember going to the high school during that time. Paula happened to be teaching at that time, and I went out to see her and sort of find out what was going on. Ran in there and ran into the librarian. The librarian says, Rick, you're not going to believe this. Uh, all that can be talked about this whole day is how to get saved. Kids checking kids out of class to lead them to Jesus. I mean, it was amazing. It was amazing. Hundreds of kids got saved. Tony got saved during that time. If it wasn't for this time where the kingdom of God coming, I don't know that Tony would be here today. But guess what? It's when that manifestation, you see the kingdom of God come over a society, over an individual. You know, you've probably read history where the kingdom of God would come and the term that you would hear would be revival or awakening. Well, what is that? That is the kingdom of God coming. The rule and reign of the Most High God coming. And it's in those seasons that things, when the kingdom of God comes, individually it's easy. I'm in a counseling room, you're over there, and all of a sudden you just say a simple word. Somebody's life is radically changed. Whereas you can counsel with somebody for 15 weeks, five times a week, and, and go, oh boy, this is hard. But when the kingdom of God comes and shows up, in the relationship to that person's life, their lives are totally radically changed. You know, or the kingdom of God coming in particular areas, and you can tell, in fact, Jim was telling me, looking at me, make Jim think about this time that he and this, they were doing some construction in this house, and y'all go into this basement, and there's this particular area or a closet in this basement, didn't you? That, that he was telling me that when they got near this place in this closet, you know, they just go, whoa. I'm going to probably let Jim have the microphone tell this thing, if you don't mind. If I tell it wrong, tell me. But, uh, you know, they're going, he and his friend are going, what is this place? What is it about this closet, this spot, right? Was it a closet? And so you ended up talking to the, uh, the owner of the house and come to find out his daughter, who was, she had already gone, moved out, graduated. Well, that place in that closet, where that closet was in that basement, was where this daughter would dance to the Lord. And that's where 
And guess what? God just showed up there. The kingdom of God came. And guess what? God goes, I'm still waiting for you. The kingdom of God. And, uh, and so, you know, this is what your kingdom come. What does this mean? And I just want to say to you all, it's bigger than E equals MC squared. It's, it's greater than an explosion of atomic energy. You know, I, anyway, I could go on and on and on in testimonies about for Paul and I to see. I know that in my life in Big Stone Gap, when we were in this time of, of kingdom of God coming, people calling me in the middle of the night getting saved. Jared Hill's here because of that. Tammy O'Reilly's here because of that time, that season. We saw it. Call me. Stopping me on the street. Can you tell me how to get saved? Ringing my doorbell. Coming come to the door. Somebody I did not know. Can I get saved? So many deliverances. I asked the Lord to stop it. You know, I didn't have to call him up. Just do something and something would happen. That's the kingdom of God coming. Thy kingdom come. So what is it? So let's back up a little bit and and we'll just go through a series of things here. First, I'll go back. Yeah, that's good. Your kingdom come. And we defined early on in your notes, you can see there, the first time I, I spoke on this, when I say the kingdom of God, what is it? Well, when we say the kingdom of God coming, is heaven coming to earth? Is God's rule, God's reign coming in the individual's life or, or in, a, in a church or in a school or in a city? It is... It is his life, his glory, everything, the, the lifestyle of heaven coming to a place. But putting it all in one spot, it's him coming. You can't separate him from his, his, his country, heaven. You can't separate him from his rule and his reign, and you can't separate him from the style of living that he exists and everything that surrounds him. So when we say kingdom of God come, it's all four of these things at one time. Next thing is, I want to establish about when we talk about the kingdom of God coming. We know this, and we established this before, that when we say your kingdom come, there is the reality that, y'all, that the full manifestation, physical manifestation of the kingdom of God coming will come to this earth. And that's exciting. It don't matter how big ISIS gets. It don't matter how big... How stupid Russia may get. Lord, forgive me for saying Russia's stupid. But when they try to take Russia, I mean, Ukraine, or do stuff like that, or Crimea, or whatever, it doesn't matter. It don't matter whether it's a democracy. It don't matter whether it's a monarchy. Or it don't matter whether it's communism. When the the theocracy of the kingdom of God comes, guess what? Peace. (laughs) It'll rule them with a rod of iron. You know, so go to the next slide. That's in two slides on down, Amy. If you would... So the reality is, notice this passage, he will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. You know, Jim and, and Gene, like the, y'all know that, uh, you know, they've gone through a really tough time the last eight, eight days, nine days. You know, Mr. Evil going on to be with Jesus and Gene's dad going on to be with Jesus. But the reality is they go into the kingdom of heaven in heaven now. They're free. They're through. They're finished. I know Mr. Evil is really happy. You know, and because uh, after his wife died, I could see it in his eyes. You know, he just going, I just want to go home. That was it. He just was, 
he was finished with this, this, this realm. He's going, I just want to go to the kingdom of God. That's in essence what he was, I could see in his eyes. But anyway, so God, there is a time, yes. But what about now? And what about now? Well, look at this. The first thing you got to realize, the kingdom of God does exist now, but it, norm- but it normally exists is within the hearts of men and women. Like in this passage in Romans 14, 17. It says, therefore, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, external actions, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That which is within. Jesus, you know, spoke of these things. Kingdom of God within, among. So the normal thing is the kingdom of God manifesting is, is from the, it always is from the inside out. And that's, that's the crazy thing about when you read through the gospel, I mean, not the gospels, the epistles, like uh, when you start looking at slaver, slavery, you know, people say, oh, well, God doesn't speak against slavery. You know what the main thing is? The kingdom of God deals with from the inside out. If you think about this, God's role of authority is totally different than the world. You remember we talked about this last week. The Gentiles exercise authority lording over, not so among you. He who wishes to be first has to be a slave. So what is he saying? Y'all, when you have, quote, slavery in the kingdom of God, the master is the one who ends up doing what? Serving. And so what God's doing is he changes things from the inside out, the normal thing. But, but, there's a time that that really like is when the kingdom of God manifest itself here in fullness. I like that. Like I said, I know that I was counting this. There's been three times in my life that I've had the privilege to be where the kingdom of God manifested itself fully corporately. Not I say say fully. Close to it. Just manifested. Like I said, that one time in Okeechobee, East Stone Gap was one. Uh, and the third time was when we were at Radford in Virginia Tech. There was times that the kingdom of God came and that whole stretch of season just radically changed. Where you see the campus paper of Radford University, you remember this? I still got the newspaper. Radford University paper, the tartan, says, Eagles Nest Rocks, are you? That was on the front page of the Radford University newspaper. Start talking about just what Jesus has done in people's lives. Quoting people like Daniel Wheeler and I I can't remember some other people. Oh, yeah, Jesus just touched my life. You know, Wheeler stands up at a parent meeting in this time and goes, you know, here's all these parents. In fact, even his future in-laws were there. And uh, all these people, Tulio's dad's there who's very suspicious because the night before we had a Jesus party and all the parents were invited and everybody's dancing before the Lord. And his parents, and Tulio's dad comes in there, he's looking into the kitchen and trying to find the beer and he goes, they're sniffing something, it's in the air vents. And st- <laughs> you know, and something. Shay's sitting out there on a swing outside the apartment and while well, we had speakers in the w- windows just blasting out. Somebody thought it was a frat party, but it wasn't. It was a Jesus party. And so, I mean, you had this kind of stuff going on. I'll never forget it. Wheeler stands up at this meeting and goes, I'm the guy you never wanted your daughter to date. But Jesus changed my life. 
kingdom of God coming and manifesting itself in people's lives. Changing, corporately, manifesting. Y'all, that's what we're after. But not only that, not only changing inside out, but what we're after is a kingdom of God where it changes and affects people in wheelchairs. Cancers. Whatever it may be. The nature and character of the king comes and he's free reign to be himself. You know, I like to go in places where I'm myself. I don't like going where I have to be, try to pretend. I don't fit in the boxes and shoes. But when God can show up and be himself, that's cool. And that's what we're after when we talk about this. I want to show you some things about this, how we can believe for the kingdom of God. First off is the prayer. Go to the next slide, please, in Matthew chapter 6. Your kingdom come. Y'all, and we'll talk about this more next week because when we start talking about how to participate in the kingdom of God. But y'all, God would never pray it, tell us to pray it, unless we could experience it. Now y'all, don't just say this is about Jesus coming. Let me tell you something. Me praying has nothing to do with Jesus coming. When the Father says it's time, he's going to come. Right? So this ain't about that. This is about now. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. What? On earth as it is in heaven. And notice this passage in Matthew chapter 16. Go to the next slide, please. He says, Jesus is there with the disciples, and he says to them, Truly I say to you, there are some of those who are standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. You're going, whoa, wait a minute, okay. But notice this. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, and his brother, and led them up to the high mountain by themselves. Go to the next slide, please. And he, get, and he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. What was that? That was the kingdom of God manifesting. In other words, we've got to catch this, because God doesn't operate in time. We do. We're in these in these series of, of events called seconds and minutes. We're in this place of time. But for, and so here Jesus is going to come in fullness of like if this is where we're at now and it's going this way, time is going this way. And there's a time in the future where he will manifest himself in glory. But God, y'all, at any point in time can go back and forward in time. I don't know it, how he does that kind of thing. Ultimate time machine, I guess, whatever. But here Jesus shows up here with the disciples. He just changes, and that which he will be, all of a sudden, he becomes it. And Peter and James see him. He's transfigured before them. Now, y'all, when we start talking about the kingdom of God coming, I don't want to get too much into this because I don't I understand it enough to be very, very dangerous. But we start participating in that which will be now. Only God can do that kind of stuff. 
That's why it says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, that which is has already been. For God seeks that which has already passed by. That's why God looks at BJ. He don't, his fingers don't, you know, or Rick, when BJ was stealing money, which I shared with y'all a couple times ago. I'm sharing BJ's trash. You know, when BJ was stealing money from a church, God wasn't wringing his hands going, oh, what's going to happen to BJ? No, God's seeing BJ over here. Ain't that cool? And he's doing a work in him here to get him here. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it starts coming. That's the weird thing about it. Now, let me just say this real quick. You know, the toughest thing I had to deal with about revival, quote, revival, or when the kingdom of God manifests itself, I'm operating in something I'm really not there yet in my heart. I remember one time I'm preaching... I did this, it was when I was doing the campus ministry internship at the B, BCM here, at the uh, Baptist campus ministry thing. And we did, a, I took a whole group of students and did a revival team out in Newport News. And in this good old, big Baptist church, and we're doing this revival team with the youth, but also in the main church. I, and Dad even flew up from Florida up there. And, uh, and so all my aunts and uncles who lived in that area came to this meeting. And I remember being at that meeting. I think I've told you all this before, but I remember being at that meeting, and I'm speaking, and things are coming out of my mouth, and I'm going, that's good. <laughs> I remember going to lunch after Sunday and with Dad and all my aunts and uncles, you know, and you know how it is when you're just a nephew at family reunions, you're the nobody. And so you get, you know, insecure in who you are, can manifest really easy but I remember being at that table at lunch that time and and they're asking me questions and things are coming out of my mouth and I remember thinking yes Jesus I've arrived <laughs> serious I'm serious <laughs> the crazy thing was the next week I had a chance to do another revival team down in another city and I remember standing up. A whole bunch of youth showed up at this thing. And I remember standing up on that Friday night, the first thing there, and preaching. And when it was like one of those times where the words come out of my mouth and are hitting me on the top of the shoes. And I'm looking out there and people are looking at me like, oh, what are you talking about? I remember this basketball coach. I, I sat down and he got up. And God says to me, he says, watch this. I'll let him speak it. He says about two minutes, he gives an invitation, hundreds of kids come forward and get saved, and I'm sitting on the front row and God says, I don't need you. Why is that? What am I sharing that for? Because when the kingdom of God starts coming, it's like you just float on the winds of his spirit. It carries you in things that, you th that are not even you. And, and you just go with it. And then sometime what he does He'll let the wind of the Spirit die down, and so you, we can find out what's really us. And that's when you're going, come on, come on, Lord, call it, <laughs> do something. You know? Let it happen, let it happen, Lord. You know, and you're, you're trying to make it happen, and it ain't happening, you know. Because why? It's not the kingdom of God. Not that fullness of which God has already done. We'll talk about that a little later. Not today. 
at another time. And by the way, excuse me, uh, y'all, I do know how to count some of your uh, bulletins. Uh, when I went to print it out, the numbers just flipped. And I didn't notice it till afterwards, and I'm going... Oh, they're going to really think I'm smart. Five, six. This sounds like Max, Max and Francis counting. Five. No, they can count. But, but anyway. So anyway, your kingdom come. When it comes, what does it look like? That's what, and this one I want you to notice in this past scripture we're going to talk about. It. Let's go to the next slide here. Think about this. For yours is the kingdom, power and glory. In other words, when the kingdom of God comes up, it can really, it can summarize everything up in two, two words, power and glory. I remember, I shared this with you, I remember Jim and I were talking one time about healing and, and being manifest in our church, and Jim goes, ah, you know, there's the thing that I just keep hearing, I think we're needing to really see in our body, to, to see the fullness of healing occur, is the power. And when Jim said that, the Holy Spirit said, there's you know, you know how when God says, somebody says something to you and the Spirit of God's saying it, and you know it's important, but you don't know what to do with it? But then when I started studying this, all of a sudden Jim's words came back into my mind. Yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Forever and ever, amen. And so when we, the next things I'll share with here are just encompassed. And when I'm going to take two passages of Scripture. There are only two passages of Scripture that define what the kingdom of God is in the, in the epistles. First one in Romans chapter 14, verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. Very simply, it seems simple, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Kingdom of God. Now, I want you to notice something, how I wrote in the notes there. The kingdom of God established is and is released by righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. One, things that we're, one of the things that we're after is, y'all, is that we could create a fabric. The only way I describe it is this. We create a fabric for the kingdom of God to just come and rest. And what the Lord is showing me is, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit Create that fabric. But also, when the kingdom of God comes, these things are manifested. Like, for example, in Acts, when the kingdom of God was manifesting so intensely in the early church that Ananias and Sapphira stole some money, just dedicated some things, and then sort of kept some back. Real simple thing, which a lot of people may do in relationship to offering box. They fall dead in the midst of the service. That's called righteousness to the fullness. See, when the kingdom of God fully manifests itself, y'all, there's no, there's no, uh, uh, there's no gaming at all. And that's why, I'll be honest with you, God at times says, you don't want me to fully manifest myself among you. You can't handle it. I mean, that's, I've really felt that way at times when all of a sudden the Holy Spirit comes in and he's there and he's going, okay, you going to deal? I've seen lives change and transform. I've seen people end up in hospitals about to die because when they came in contact with the kingdom of God, I remember one night 
a young, uh, we're having prayer meeting every Saturday night before church when I was at East Stone. Every Saturday night and prayed every morning, every weekday morning. But on Saturday night, we'd start at 9 o'clock. We'd start praying. And God was just showing up, and there would probably be 20 or 30 people there. And we're praying and seeking the Lord. This one particular night, this young man comes in who's a Satanist. And I may have shared this with you before, but he comes in as a Satanist. He, and I'm over here praying with somebody, and we're just praying and seeking the Lord. But he comes over here with some other people, and he starts pretending like he's wanting to get saved. He's crying and weeping, and I'm over here, and the Lord says, tell him, tell him he's gaming. So I go over there, and I said, hey, man, you're gaming. Quit it. And he's going, no, ah, how do you know? I said, stop, man. So I walk back over here and start praying with this guy. They keep talking with him. Same thing happened. Lord says, he's gaming. I go over there and I say, stop, man, you're gaming. He did the same thing. And then this time I stopped and stuck with him. I called up a spirit of, I don't know why I did it. No. Two things. says. First thing he did, God gave me this name, this weird name, like Frietta or something like that. I can't remember what it was. That wasn't it, but it was something weird. He just gave me this random girl's woman's name, and I asked this guy, what's this name about? And he goes, he gives this weird look in his face. He said, who told you that name? I said, God did. What's the deal with the name? He says, I was responsible for her death in California. I said, man, you need a deal. And that's when I called up the spirit of witchcraft, and it manifested. Voice came out of him weird, you know, and this whole thing. And, and uh, he didn't want none of it. He didn't want none of it. He left there that night. Gaming, kingdom of God's manifesting in the midst of this church. He, I get a, word, a phone call first thing next morning saying, this guy is in the hospital. All his organs were shutting down. He's dying. And he was in his 20s. I go to the hospital and pray for him, and the guy checks out. What's what? I don't know how I got here. Righteousness. I don't know what to deal with. When the kingdom of God comes in righteousness, don't you think two things here real quick. That which is right. Y'all, because there's, you know, in this passage, and but not that one. Let me back up before I describe this. Why is righteousness so important? Righteousness gives God legal right to act. Notice this passage in Romans 5.20. Uh, go to the next slide, please. That, that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness. In other words, when righteousness established, grace is released. I don't have time to go all the other past scripture. That's why the kingdom of God runs on this. Is because when righteousness is established, that is when, boom, things can happen. Now the big question in the Gospels and Romans, not Gospels, but in Romans and Galatians is how is righteousness established? Works of the law? No. By faith. So, so when you think about this, because that's why in Matthew 5.20, why righteousness is so important, because Jesus says, I say to you, unless your righteousness sees that of the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So don't go try to perform righteousness. Go to the next slide. Because this righteousness of God we're talking about is a righteousness of the heart and of faith. Notice this passage in Romans chapter 10, for not knowing about God's righteousness, that was it, not knowing about God's righteousness and seeking to establish a righteousness of their own. What's happening in our society today is men and women and societies are trying to establish a righteousness of our own. Like, for example, homosexuality. Oh, it's okay. What? 
Dude, people's hearts are messed up. People's hearts. Uh, having sex outside of marriage. Oh, it's okay. What, or whatever. I'm just dealing with the sexual things. Still a little money here. That's okay. A little lie. Oh, it's okay. No. We're talking about not a righteousness of men. Notice what it says. They did not subject themselves to the righteousness of God. For Christ is in the law for, for, for righteousness to everyone who believes. Go to the next slide, please. Moses writes that a man who practices righteousness which is based on the law shall live by that righteousness. In other words, there is a righteousness of the law. You remember we talked about this one time here. A righteousness of the law is external actions. I remember early days, Mark probably remembers this, when dwelling place where we're here, we're, we had a lot of college students in here coming in here. People messed up. A lot of college students come here. They just come in here out of class, and they would have dresses real short. Girls would have dresses real short, and people come to us going, we need to watch these girls. We need to tell them their dresses can't come in church, you know, too short. You know, that ain't the issue. The, not a righteousness external. I remember Dougie, looking at Dougie. He's sitting in Wendy's in Radford. And, you know, it's when he was in a heavy metal Christian band. His hair was really long, and he had a full beard. And uh, he's sitting there with the, uh, the crew and his band, lovers of Jesus. And some dudes come in there, Jesus dudes come in there, who are, whose righteousness was based on the law. And they go, they start trying to tell Jesus, tell you all about Jesus. And they go, oh, yeah, that's excited. Bobby Collins probably was all excited, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, we know him, we know him. You know, and they're going, you can't be saved. You got long hair. And that what they told you? That's a righteousness of the externals, you know. But that's not this kingdom of God stuff. A righteousness. Get this now. This is important. I didn't understand this totally until this. It says, but the righteousness based on faith says this. A righteousness of the heart. It says in Romans 10.10, 10, the heart believes resulting in righteousness. The kingdom of God establishes and operates on a function of righteousness of the heart, not external actions. doesn't say deny the external actions. You change the inside, then the outside becomes clean. But watch this, y'all. And I have to confess, I've done this. The righteousness of faith speaks as follows. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Who will descend into the abyss that is to bring Christ up? How many sermons? Let's just pick on healing. Somebody, you pray for somebody and they're not healed. What's the first thing that comes up? What did you do wrong? What's that telling you? You're trying to operate off a of righteousness of the law. That if we can do it right, y'all, then guess what? Oh, Jim, you're not healed yet. You must be doing something wrong. That's what? That's the danger of it. How easy is this for to, to think that way? When the kingdom of God operates on a righteousness that has nothing to do with our external actions, and it doesn't say, okay, you get it all right, then heaven's going to come down. I'm not saying that, y'all. If I say that, Raise, his, raise your hand and go, Ricketh, you have said that. <laughs> because that's not what it's about. It's the righteousness in the heart. Let's go to the next slide, please. Righteousness, peace. 
Sorry, the print's so small. But peace is a signal of right relationships. Kingdom is a place of loving, grace-filled, and impartial relationships. That's what the kingdom of God is, righteousness and peace. Well, peace is a spiritual emotion that signals right relationships. Right relationship with God. Luke, Luke 1, 24. 2, 2, 2, 2, 14, I'm sorry. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men with whom God is well pleased. You know how it is in your life when, when your relationship with God is not right. Guess what you don't have? Don't have peace. How about Romans 12, 18? Far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. What's that? <laughs> you know what that's like, being in a grocery store, and all of a sudden you see somebody across the way and that whom your relationship is not right, and you're going, oops, excuse me, I'll go this way. <laughs> yeah, whoops. <laughs> I don't want to talk to him. What's that? Things aren't right. Peace with yourself. Colossians 3.15. Let the peace of God rule, referee in your hearts, inside you, in my heart. How about it? one I didn't put up here is peace with circumstances you're in. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made unto God and the peace of God. So in this place, y'all, let me tell you something. Let me speak it two ways. First thing is what I said, the, that righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit creates a fabric where the establishes something where the kingdom of God to come. When brothers and sisters are not right... Don't think that God the Father is going to come in the midst of us and bless it. Because like if Shay and Michelle are not right with one another, guess whose heart is really messed up? My heart. I'm not going to come in there and go, okay, let's play now, Shay and Michelle. No, I'm going to, Shay, Michelle, let's get this right. Yeah. <laughs> The other day, Max, oh, here, Fran, I think I told y'all last week about Francis crying, just horrific, you know, this horrible cry. And I run upstairs, I'm thinking, is she hurt? And then Max had taken her baby doll and thrown it in the, in the, high, in the crib. <coughs> Relationship's not right. <laughs> so peace. Joy. What's joy? Let's go to this thing. Joy is a spiritual emotion of excitement that comes from a revelation, from a, a spiritual truth, Jesus says in John 16, 24, he says, up till now you have asked nothing in my name. I say ask that your joy may be made full. Or a realization of a spiritual event. You know how it is. Uh, you know, BJ, what, how did your heart do when, when all of a sudden the first time that Tara goes, I think I'm pregnant. And you find out it's Sophie. What? There's joy. Because that's the way you're made is, is all of a sudden, oh, there's news. Like Nick and Crystal, they received the news. They're, they're going to have twins. Yes! Yeah! Yeah! Right? Yes! That's right. Double blessing. Yeah. Anybody in here had more than two at a time? Seriously, you may have triplets. Boy, that would be a blessing. It would. I mean, yeah. 
Paula knows what I'm saying because it took her four years to praying to get me to finally want to have kids. She was ready. I was, oh, what? Another one? But, but I was messed up inside. See, joy, what has that got to do with things? Reality is when God's presence is in our midst, guess what? You have fulfillment in everything. Everything gets right. Everything gets fulfilled. That's why there's joy in the presence of the Lord. In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. Righteous, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. Let me hurry on. Go, go on. In the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Ghost, God's presence. That's what the Holy Spirit is, God's presence in us, God's presence among us, God's presence in the, the heavenlies. And y'all, here's the thing is, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek him first the kingdom of God. Let your kingdom come. What are we doing? What am I saying? What we're saying is, y'all, is that like, sorry, but did I pick on you again? Is that like in his job, they're expecting kingdom of God to come. God to show up in the place. Jim many times tells the stories about in their construction sites where they end up messed up in the spirit of God. You know, here they are hammering nails. Next thing you know, the Holy Spirit's falling on them. You know, he shares a story. He was telling me a story the other day. A guy who works with him. The guy had a dream the night before. Told him, said, oh, God, show me a dream the night before. Some guy. And so I just got to look out for this guy. So the next day, they're going to work, and then y'all took a break or something. You go take a break, and they go to this store, and the guy goes to Jim. There he is. There's the guy. I saw him in my dream. And so they go over, and the guy starts speaking to him. The guy gets ministered to big time. Kingdom of God coming. Seek ye first. That people want to participate with the kingdom of God. So kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, joy, and the Holy Spirit. So much more I could say, but let me just real quick speak this. Kingdom of God is power. Yeah, and notice this. For the kingdom of God does not consist in words, but in power. I've, I have to confess, there's times I was trying to talk demons out of people. You know, if I do enough counseling, maybe the demon will be wore out and maybe just leave. You know, when reality is, it's the, the power of God. It's what sets free. Go to the next slide in here. Notice this. For the kingdom of God releases power. Power to the, the heal. In Luke chapter 10, verse 9, 9, Jesus says, if people are healed, the kingdom of God has come near you. In, in Luke eleven twenty, 20, deliverance occurs. In other words, if you cast out demons by the finger of God, the kingdom of God has come upon you. And, you know, what is this? I've got to say something because the Lord was speaking something to me. Somebody asked me one time, he says, Rick, you got confidence if, if there's a spirit. Somebody got a demonic spirit in front of you manifesting. You got confidence to go, in the name of Jesus. I, I just know without a shadow of a doubt, I say, in the name of Jesus, be gone. But Rick, you don't have confidence if you're sitting in front of somebody that's sick and have cancer to say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And he's saying, well, you see, you just don't have faith in this area. And I'm going, yeah, well, okay, yeah, okay, maybe, yeah. But the thing that hit me was, if there's a spirit manifesting, what do I know without a shadow of a doubt that's coming on? 
If somebody is manifesting a demonic spirit, what do I know is happening? The kingdom of God is coming on that person. And all I'm going is going, okay, let's get in this fight. Yeah. And it's, you just get there. Problem is, sometimes when you're praying for somebody that's sick or injured or whatever, the kingdom of God is in whole is not there. So I can pray, I can speak all I want to, but who is it that speaks to come to pass unless God has not commanded it? Lamentations chapter 3, verse 37. It's a kingdom thing. It's a kingdom thing. Kingdom of God is power, power to heal the sick, power to cast out demons, power for salvation. It's a kingdom thing. It says when, when we're saved, we're transferred out of the domain of darkness and put into the kingdom of his beloved son. How about miraculous events? Let me read this one to you. This one hit me was when you think of kingdom in, Mark, in Matthew, no, sorry, Hebrews 11, 11. This hit me about this. This is kingdom of God. It says in 11.11, by faith even Sarah received, in English it says, ability to conceive even beyond the proper time. The Greek word there is dunamis, power. Received the power to conceive. And, that, and that's going, ah, that's it. Miracle, miraculous events to occur. Things to happen that you go, this, we need a miracle here. Something radical, something crazy to happen. God, we need it, power to show up. I love high school kids or college kids. They get so crazy about this stuff. Uh, one time a kid we were dealing with uh, had, had glasses, and he lost his glasses, and brand new glasses. And, you know, you know glasses are three, dollars $400. And they go, what am I going to do? And he's going, pray about it. So he looked everywhere first. He looked everywhere, and then he starts, what do I do? And he prays about it, and he says, Jesus, I need my glasses. I need my glasses, Lord. You know, let my glasses come, Lord, Jesus' name. He, he, so he goes to his locker, and he, you know, changes glasses. He opens his locker, sitting on top of his books in his locker was his glasses. And he'd already been there, tore his locker apart looking for it. Why? Power of God come. Boop. Angel of God go, here, let me put these in here. Miraculous events, change of heart. You know, they pray that for this reason I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family on earth derives his name. Do you strengthen you with power through his spirit in the inner man so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith? Only the power of God can truly change a human heart. Dude. I could say things about that. That's Colossians 1.11. Power to walk steadfastly, it talks about in Colossians 1.11. It's power to walk in faithfulness. How long have you been saved, Richard? So 20-some years, you're... 10 years, 5 years. You've been walking with 49, 48. 30 some years. That's a long time to walk faithfully with the Lord. How about a wife to live with you? Paula, that's power. Not get discouraged. Kingdom of God is power. To heal, to deliver, 
salvation, miraculous events, change hearts, walk, walking the walk. So when we say, your kingdom come, that's what we're saying. Now I want to close out with this, y'all. If you'll notice the last statement here on the notes here, the kingdom of God is a partnership with God. Now, y'all, there's one side where the way I describe in things, it just sort of happens, you know, you, know, you just go, okay, you pray until just God does this thing. And, but the reality is every facet of the kingdom of God is a partnership with God. And even what I just said, I mean, think about this passage here in Matthew 6, 19, 6, 9, and 10. And we'll get into this next week. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Y'all, that is not a simple prayer. That is an imperative tense verb telling us to say to the Father, let your bombs drop here. Let it come. You're participating with Him. You're praying. You know, every great awakening, every point in time where the kingdom of God came was always preceded by men and women setting their hearts to pray and seek the face of God. They prayed until the till kingdom came. It's partnering with God. Going, okay, God, we need some help over here. We need some things happening. Yeah. God's saying to me, how much do you believe that's true? How much do you believe that prayer is true? You know how I can find out whether I believe that's true or not? Is that when I get in trouble, what's my first response? To worry about it or pray about it? You got a major event that you need a miracle in. Worry about it or pray about it? I'm just being real with the thing God's showing me. Kingdom of God. Partnering with God. Now, y'all, I want to say this. Let's, we're going to have, I know Kevin and Brandon and Sharon and the rest of the healing ministry team, their heart is to see healing released in our body. Jared and them in the prophetic. But can I say this to y'all, y'all? It's a massive partnership with God. You know, you know something, especially on the healing part, y'all. You know what? We don't have anything to do with it. We don't have anything to do with healing. Did y'all hear what I said? We just partner with him and not creating an environment and and partner with him and participate with him when he says something. I want you to notice, I'm going to show you a, a bunch of past scriptures about miracles. And I want you to notice the characteristic of them. These, these, these. Go to the next slide, please. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by signs that followed. The Lord confirmed the word. I'm going, Lord, you know, why are you not doing signs and wonders? And I'm speaking, I, I just think I... I heard, well, I don't necessarily like what you're saying. Is he going to confirm what I'm saying when it's not true? If I'm putting legalism on somebody, is he going to confirm it with signs? He did, he did the signs, y'all. Go to the next slide. Notice this in Acts 4.30. This is after Peter and John were beaten. While, and it goes and says, grant us that we may have confidence to speak. I'm speaking a verse right before it. That we may speak the word of God boldly. We may speak it boldly while you extend your hand to heal and signs and wonders take place through your holy servant, Jesus. Go to the next slide. Acts 14.3. Therefore, they spent a long time there speaking boldly with reliance upon the Lord 
who was testifying to the word of his grace, granting that signs and wonders be done by their hands. God is the one doing it. Well, I'll show you even greater. There's another passage. Go to the next slide. This one in Acts 19. God was performing, okay, watch this. God was performing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul. I've been in that place where I was stupid enough to think that I had something to do with it when I prayed for somebody to be healed. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's God. I got this down pat, man. Where the reality was, it was God doing, and I just had the chance to, you know, sort of like what you're doing is you go up to an electric fence when somebody's got an electric fence and somebody's standing next to you, and you get to grab the fence and you touch them or grab the other person and grab the fence. Don't do that. <laughs> or, you know, grab somebody, grab Mitch, and stick my finger in a little socket. All I'm doing is just a conduit for the power which is in the wall to go to Mitch. Go to the next slide. Acts, Hebrews 2.4. God also testifying with them, I like that, testifying with them by both signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his will. God testifying. So y'all, when we say kingdom come, guess what? We're just saying God come and testify, confirm. And Lord, we just want to partner with you. And I just heard the word this morning for us as a body and individually going, Do you and I want to participate with him? It's an invitation. Okay, kingdom of God, come. When you say that simple equals MC square prayer, thy kingdom come, be careful in what you're saying. When you start praying it in the middle of the, the, the beginning of the day, Lord, let your kingdom come wherever. You're praying for healing to come. You're praying for deliverances to come. When somebody manifests a demonic spirit in your midst, don't get surprised because you didn't pray it. When you run across a sick person, don't be surprised. Guess what? God's just giving you opportunity to, to pray it. So, next week we're going to take the journey one step further in how do we you know, in this place of partnering with God in the kingdom of God. There's some hardcore questions we've got to ask and we've got to answer. Why is it that sometime I pray or the kingdom of God comes and somebody's not healed? You know one of the craziest times ever happened to us? There was a, in our church when the kingdom of God, in East Stone, when I knew the kingdom of God was coming. There was a lady named Judy Burns. Judy had this condition of, of us... Uh, of um, serious kid, I think it was a kidney infection, some kind of kidney disorder. It was really serious, and things were pretty serious for her, and, and they were just going and reading in the Word of God, and they ran across James chapter 5, and we're talking about in the beginning days of a good Baptist church now, okay? All right. But she picks up James chapter 5, and it says, any among you sick, let him call for the elders of the church. And so I'll never forget that, that morning, her and Judy came up and says, Judy needs some help on this, uh, this kidney infection. I mean, it's really serious. Was it a kidney infection, Paula? Bladder infection. I knew it had something to do with water. And so, <laughs> and so, sorry. <laughs> Why are you laughing at? 
Anyway, <laughs> Judy came forward, and uh, she came forward, and they quoted that past scripture, and, and being in a good Baptist church, we were calf embarrassed to do it, pray for it, but so we sent her, her and Gary and two deacons over into a side room so they could pray for him. They go in and pray for Judy, and they know her all and pray for her, and instantly she's healed of this bladder infection. And we're, I mean, it's just like so cool, so awesome. But you know the crazy thing was? She had this skin thing called, what it, eczema, babe? I got that right. Eczema. And, and the eczema wasn't healed. I told the story wrong. What, babe? That's a better story. <laughs> I thought she wasn't healed. That was Paula's best friend, so. What Paula said was better than what I said. Was that The miracle was that when we prayed for her for the bladder infection, the bladder infection was healed. The eczema we didn't pray for, and it was healed also. Kingdom of God came. Is that right? Okay. God forbid. Forgive. Well, let's close shop on this thing. Robbie, you got something, brother? Let's pray, y'all. Let's just set our hearts on the Lord. Mitch, you got anything? Jared? Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for the realities of you. Your, uh, your kingdom, your rule, your reign. Lord, your life. Lord, we just pray in the name of Jesus, Lord. These, these next few weeks, even next, oh, not next few weeks, Lord, this time going forth out of here, Lord, there's an intense awareness in us, Lord, about the reality and awesomeness of the kingdom of God. Lord, that when we say the utter these simple words that which they, Lord, your kingdom come, Lord, do they not become common in our hearts, but we speak them in faith, declaring all that who you are in the situations and circumstances that are in this world. Lord, this world is full of gaps and situations and circumstances that, uh, Lord, are not in line with who you are, knowing that this world is under the authority of the enemy. But, Lord, we want to declare your kingdom come. Lord, you fill the gaps, whatever lacks you fill. And, Lord, let us not just play religious games because when things are not, when there are gaps, Lord, Lord, uh, saying you're there. But Lord, also let us not judge according to the externals, God. Lord, give us your heart to speak and declare and partner with you to, to see the fullness of your kingdom transform our lives, our families' lives, the families of our, our communities and the this country, Lord, in this world, let your kingdom come and let it begin with me. Let it come, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And how we gonna, I'm going to ask for the prayer team to come up, the first responders, if you would, come up, please. And I just want to encourage you, too. You know, the Lord just gave me this scripture, you know, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field. Can we just stand? We're just going to close with this. And it's smaller than all the other seeds, but when it's full grown, it's larger than any of the garden plants and becomes a tree. Oh, 
so that the birds of the air can come and nest in its branches. And he also said the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in the three pecks of flour until it was all leaven. And I just felt like the Lord was just saying, you know, because sometimes we you hear a message like that and, and it's like, man, it's just too big. Like, I don't even, like, how can I grab, how can I get my hands around? But, but the Lord's just saying, take, take a step, take a small step, whatever that looks like, and begin to plant that, that mustard seed in to the kingdom of God. Maybe it's, maybe whatever the Lord's been put on your heart. I know for me, it's just like, God, just renewing that place of praying, just renewing that place of praying and believing that anywhere I go in any situation, the kingdom of God is, can manifest itself at any time and getting that expectation back. And that's, that was just for me this morning. So I'm going to plant that this week. I'm just going to begin to plant that. And so I just want to, as we close, these guys, these gals and uh, gents are up here to pray for you if you want to pray and anything that you're, uh, whether it's maybe a physical healing or whether it's just uh, emotional, some things going on or just some situation, circumstances, come get prayer this morning. But I'm just going to pray that that God just begins to renew that that mustard seed of or that little leaven that will leaven the whole thing. And, and for us as a body to believe that because that rest of that scripture that people will come and rest in its branches there's just this facet that we need a place in, in this community that people can come and rest in the kingdom of God. And we want to establish that here in this place for the King of kings and the Lord of lords to be in our midst. So, Lord, we just thank you for that. And, Lord, I just do want to pray, God, just for, for this time, for this season, God, just begin to just like take those seeds and begin to plant them, God. Whatever you've been putting on our heart in relationship to this message, Lord God, that the kingdom of God come, Lord, in our midst, Lord, and, and begin that process of just empowering us in the righteousness, joy, and peace of the Holy, in the Holy Spirit, God. Just, Lord, let us see that in reality this week, God. Righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit, God, just as we walk this out. And, Lord, let us plant those seeds, of, those mustard seeds of faith so that this would be a body that, Lord, those things would grow up. Lord, the kingdom of God would be so big in this place that people could come and rest in its branches. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We bless you. We honor you. And, Lord, anybody in this place that has need, that they would just come this morning and get prayer before they leave. And we bless you and honor you that in Jesus' name. Amen.